Oblige a Rebellion, Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who have spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. We want to bring multiple discipleship tools across many different platforms to bring about a rapture ready. Jesus Christ comes back, he will have no trouble recognizing his children because they will behave and believe like blood-bought, born-again, spirit-filled, dynamic believers. Amen. That's good stuff. Hey, uh, Acts chapter 15 is what we're going to be digging into tonight, starting in verse 36. And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark, But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder, one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cecilia, confirming the churches. I want to talk to you about what one author calls an obliger rebellion. Uh, This author has studied the way that we relate and personality types, particularly as it relates to control within our relationships. So, for example, one personality type might be the rebel. And if there's, pretty much if there's rules in any kind of a thing, they're the ones that are going to typically be the ones that break it. Um, There's the rule keeper. Uh, in in this sort of understanding of personalities. These are rule makers, rule keepers. They are uh, very diligent to follow whatever sets of rules are out there. Um, There's there's the obliger. The obliger is somebody that tries to uh, get along. They typically are a team player. They're kind of the penultimate team player. Uh, Barnabas, to me, seems like probably he's an obliger. Now, you're first introduced to Barnabas in Acts, I think it's chapter 13, where Paul gets converted, and initially Paul's persecution against the church was so effective before he became a believer that even after he became a believer, a lot of the the new Christians, they did not trust Paul. And Barnabas sort of took Paul under his wing and recommended Paul, and brings Paul into the church and into acceptance and then Paul takes Barnabas with him on this missionary journey and they have just an exciting adventure together. They take with them also a man named John Mark and uh, John Mark bails on them part way through the journey, heads back home. Now on this next missionary journey they've got to make a decision. Paul wants to go back and he wants to reconfirm the churches that they had started and Barnabas says, hey, that's a great idea. Let's take John Mark with us. And Paul's like, nope, he's not coming. That guy bailed out on us and he is not going to come with me, period. And Barnabas going, yeah, he is. And you know, and, and the, the attention was so sharp, they went two different directions. Now my sense is that uh, Barnabas was probably an obliger or a team player in, in that he trusted Paul making these decisions and, and Paul most usually made the right decision, made the right call. But sometimes the obliger, they've, you know, they've already given their way over to the other person, the other team player, and, but sometimes they feel very strongly about something and they have to make a stand about it. And in this case, Barnabas actually was right. 
Barnabas takes John Mark with him, and then later on, by the time you get to the last chapter that Paul would write in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he says he wants Mark to come to him, which is John Mark, because he was profitable to him. Um, and so that's probably as close as you're going to get to an apology from Paul. Paul's one of those, he's a doer. I mean, he's a guy that once he sees something, he's going to get it done. And doers, those guys that are that are wired like that, if they're not careful, they can kind of run over people. Now, if you're one of these doers, uh, and I, I don't know what the, the right name for this would be, but if you're one of these uh, accomplishment-oriented people, vision-oriented people, you need to be really careful if you've got a team of obligers around you that you don't run over. Here's what will happen. Have you ever seen a husband and a wife married for a long time? One of them was obliger, and the other one, the other one, kind of made all the decisions. And then all of a sudden, the the obliger just up and leaves. You're like, well, what happened? What happened was the the control person failed to to give the other person autonomy, and it destroyed the relationship because they assumed that the the control person assumed that their way was always the right way. They assumed their way was always the right way. And they even, sometimes the person that's this, this doer type of a personality, they can assume that their will is equal to God's will. It is not. Barnabas was right in this situation. <laughs> and he was right, and the, probably the greatest, one of the greatest men of the Bible, Paul, was wrong. Um, we need to be careful. If you're somebody that's vision-oriented, accomplishment-oriented, be careful that you don't run over your teammates, your, your mate, your children, your co-workers. Because obligers will take on more and more stuff. They, they, will, they, will give, they will let the other person have their way in order for the team to get a win. And they don't mind doing that. But if there comes something that is important to them, you need to listen to them. You need to hear what they're saying, otherwise you're going to have an obliger rebellion on your hands. And all of a sudden, you're going to wake up and look over and your wife is gone. Or you're going to, you're going to go to work and your best employee quit. Or you're going to, you're going to come to your team, that, that you know your, your sporting team that you play on, and, and the, maybe the second or third best player there is gone because they really are never recognized or never ne never allowed to have their say, their way. Remember, it's a team. It's not just your way. All right, enough preaching. But if you want to avoid an obliger rebellion, you better pay attention to what I'm saying. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you for this day. I pray that you'd be with the vision people that are out there, the doers, God. Lord, help them to be sensitive to the team members around them that are that go along all the time. Help them to understand that those people have opinions too. Those people have understandings too. Those people have a way that they would like to see things go too. Help them to be a true team player. Help this to be a body of Christ, not just a team of one. And Lord, help the obligers to be, uh, Lord, to be, uh, develop appropriate boundaries so that they cannot be run over, so that they can continue to be on this team for the longest possible haul, for the, for the best possible good. Just use all of our personalities in a way that will bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. You have a good night.